Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So like I said at the beginning of Mass, today's the feast day of uh, St. Faustina Kowalska, right? She was uh, the first saint canonized in the new millennium by John Paul II on April 30th, 2000. So what I want to do here real quick is I want to read a little snippet from the homily that he preached on that day, the day of her canonization. Uh, and then I want to reflect a little bit upon um, what he says and a little bit on Divine Mercy and St. Faustina. He says this, Today my joy is truly great in presenting the life and witness of Sister Faustina Kowalska to the whole church as a gift of God for our time. By divine providence, the life of this humble daughter of Poland was completely linked with the history of the 20th century, the century we have just left behind. In fact, it was between the First and Second World Wars that Christ entrusted his message of mercy to her. Those who remember, who were witnesses and participants in the events of those years, and the horrible sufferings they caused for millions of people, know well how necessary was the message of mercy. Jesus told Sister Faustina, humanity will not find peace until it turns trustfully to divine mercy. Through the work of the Polish religious, this message has become linked forever to the 20th century, the last of the second millennium and the bridge to the third. It is not a new message, but can be considered a gift of special enlightenment that helps us to relive the gospel of Easter more intensely, to offer it as a ray of light to the men and women of our time. He concluded with this, Sister Faustina's canonization has a particular eloquence. By this act, I intend today to pass this message on to the new millennium. I pass it on to all people so that they will learn to know ever, ever better the true face of God. She was the first saint that the church canonized in the new millennium. It's so significant. So like as a philosopher, as a deep thinker, a priest, a bishop, an archbishop, a cardinal, and eventually as pope, as supreme shepherd of the church, Kirill Wojtyla, John Paul II, he knew, perhaps maybe more poignantly than anybody else at the time, the horrors that were unleashed upon humanity throughout the 20th century. He saw it up close and personal. He had friends who were killed. He had all, I mean, he just dealt with it up close and personal. He knew that horrible ideas have horrible consequences. And the 20th century was a testament to that. Mountains of corpses, rivers of blood, all because of these horrible ideas, this dehumanizing ideological war machine that swept through Europe and the Western world. But it wasn't just war that, you know, destroyed civilization in the 20th century. It really was at root ideas, terrible ideas that, he, that John Paul II went to war against. Like, it was the attacks on the meaning of the human person, right? If the, if the first millennium of the church could be characterized by confusion about the person of, and the nature of Christ, and the second millennium characterized by a confusion about the nature of the church, this third millennium, this age that we're in now, is characterized by a deep confusion about the nature of the human person, right? That's what was being unleashed. There's attacks on the meaning of the human person, attacks against 
marriage and family and sexuality. You had the chaos that ensued because of the contraceptive revolution in the 20th century, beginning in 1930 with the Lambeth Conference from the Anglican Church when they allowed, in rare circumstances, contraception into marriage. That paved the way for the sexual revolution of the 50s and 60s. And we're living now with the compounded effects of generations who have experienced tremendous suffering from that. John Paul II knew that what Jesus spoke to Faustina, that message of mercy, it would be so needful, so necessary for the third millennium. It wasn't just simply as though it was going to stop in the 20th century. It needed to be passed on to the 21st century, perhaps even more uh, intensely. I find it so absolutely stunning and staggering that in God's divine providence, that the same man who brought the world who taught the world more eloquently than anyone really before him about the church's teaching about the dignity of the person and marriage and family and sexuality, like through that same person, John Paul II, the message of divine mercy reached the world. I think that's astounding that God chose this one man, Carol Wojtyla, this Pope of Rome, John Paul II, through him, this teaching about the human person and this message of divine mercy, this antidote gets injected into the the bloodstream of humanity, right? And all of it coming through Poland. His connection to Sister Faustina is so tight. I just think that's amazing. So divine mercy, divine mercy is not just simply heaven's unmerited pardon, right? It's not as though God has got his fist cocked and he's like ready to punch and punish us. And he says, okay, fine, in my mercy, I'll let this one slide. That's not divine mercy. Divine mercy is something altogether more. It's more tender. It's more personal. It's more intimate. It is Jesus' desire to love us at our worst, to transform us at our depths, to recreate the darkest parts of our, our hearts and lives. Divine mercy, we could put it this way, it's God's predilection for loving us precisely in the most unlovable stuff in us. Right? He loves what's unlovable in us. It's the recreating gaze of the bridegroom who looks upon us and says, let me look upon you, my beloved. Let me see you. Let me see your face. Don't hide. Show yourself to me. See, this message of divine mercy is ever more necessary for our day and age when so many people suffer with so much unimaginable trauma and pain and shame, shame most of all, right? Again, because of the stuff that was unleashed in the 20th century, so many people carry so much shame, the civilization of shame. So many people are convinced that deep down, if you really knew me, you would not love me. And that's where Jesus comes in in his message of divine mercy and says, I already see you there. And I already love you there. Now come out from hiding and let me love you. So to all of us again today, to the worst sinner, to the most hardened sinner, to the fallen away, to the one who's running away from the Lord the fastest, I just want to give us again a word from Faustina's diary. Jesus says to her, tell all sinners that my greatest desire, his greatest desire, is that they would snuggle close to my sacred heart And from there I would give them peace. 
St. Faustina, we ask you to pray for us today, to pray for the church, a church that's crippled, a church that's, that does not know the fullness of the message of divine mercy. May we experience in our times the shocking beauty of Jesus' love for us. Amen.